CD4 of 4. Question number 33. Market news and peaks. I wanted to ask you a question about market behavior. Okay. I was wanting to study a, a peak play. So on Thursday, Morgan Stanley announced that they were raising the earnings and the targets for two stocks. And I thought, man, that sounds like that's going to be good news. And both stocks did the exact opposite. They looked like slams. They both dropped by 5% and then started to go back up again. So I wanted to ask, is that kind of typical that that kind of stuff happens? Um, a, not to be um, critical, but that um, may, not, may not warrant a peak play. And I say that um, one of the things that you have to be aware of, of, of upgrades and downgrades at all, is that some companies have no clout when they upgrade or downgrade. Okay? Some companies have tremendous clout on one type of stock, but really don't cover another type of stock at all. And so they, if they upgrade another type of stock, it would be me telling you how to do engineering. You know, you, that's just not going to take place because you're the expert. I know squat about that. Okay. So if, if I were to try to tell you how to, it, it just doesn't matter what I say as far as that engineering goes, because I don't know anything about what I'm talking about. Okay. And so it takes a while to determine what firms actually have clout and what firms have clout on what kind of companies. So it could have, it could have had nothing to do with their upgrade. It could have had strictly to do with everything about stock-specific information to them internally that had nothing to do with the upgrade. You just correlated the two together because they were happening at the same time. They upgraded and the stock went down. Um, I, I don't know, uh, but typically uh, an upgrade is rarely a res is going to result in a peak play. Okay, it will occasionally, but it's a rare thing. Um, there is also a situation that it's common thought in the stock market that it's it's called buy on the rumor and sell on the news, and the professionals, if they themselves have been analyzing these companies and buying them and they've been rising, and then a firm comes out and upgrades, they're going to instantly sell to them, causing more selling than buying, causing it to go down. There's a buy on the rumor, sell on the news that takes place across the board on most stocks all the time. So you want to be... Um, and that's why, again, 98% of news isn't going to work because it's been taking place for a while. And what you guys see the news as and go, oh, this is great news. This is going to go up. And you guys are going, no, it's going down. Why is it going down? Because it's been going up already. And this is just going to cause it to go down, not causing it to go up. And, and the public, uh, almost 100% of the time, does just as you guys have been doing on your news plays, going, oh, this is great news. It should go up. How come it didn't go up for three days? Well, it, it burped up a little bit tomorrow, but then it fell right back down to where it was or even went lower because there was a buy in the room or sell in the news situation. It could have been that. could have been something else. Uh, it is not indicative of a um, peak play for there to be good news and have it back up. Peak play, it usually rocket rides up. And so it's about watching the rocket ride up. Remember, peak play goes up, and it's at that peak that we're looking to play coming back down. 
um, and, and, it, and it could have backed up if it shot up after that. That's where the peak play would actually take place. There may be a sell on the news and then have it shoot up and then a peak play results. But it's never going to be a peak play instantly on the news. It's after the peak has been achieved. Question number 34. Hint for an upcoming split announcement. I was looking at splits and going through the notes and seeing that you really like splits. Is there any other way to see that a company is going to get a split um, the prior to, to the announcement? Anything other than the paid websites to know um, that? There is, but it's, it's way more work than is, is worth it. Okay. Um, one of the things that will um, allow you to um, guess, and I, I hate I hate trading on a guess, but y there is some there is some um, two plus two is four um, that you can get out of this. Remember in class I tell you two plus two in the stock market mm -hmm. is only four fifty percent of the time. Well, fifty percent of the time, therefore, it is four. Okay. Example when. WellPoint announced a stock split, you should instantly go, what other healthcare providers are there? Because there's a domino effect. Okay. okay? So there you can I mean even if even if and if you and you can go back and look, WellPoint announced their stock split and then you can go and, and see it was a week later, uh, not long later anyway, that United Healthcare announced the stock split. If you will think that through going forward, when the first company in a sector announces a stock split, you need to go look at other strong companies in that sector as being likely to announce a stock split. It's a two plus two is four thought process. Okay, it, it, there's a lot of science that you can do that is just drudgery to be done and you still won't be right all the time. It's better to use those services but there is some 2 plus 2 is 4 that you can come up with when again United Healthcare announced the stock, I mean when when WellPoint announced the stock split then United Healthcare was, was certainly like to, likely going to and there's probably going to be another one after that. At the same time um, when the oils were doing well and the oils started announcing a stock split, there was boom, 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 two or three and a four in a row that were announcing stock splits right after that. And you can, when, when the first one falls, it's like dominoes, when the first one falls, the next two or three big ones that are doing well are likely to announce a stock split too. So that's, that's the easiest way to do it. It still won't be accurate, okay. I mean, to any great degree, but you can, you can expect that what is taking place in one sector takes place in another. And that's true even uh, for earnings, as an example. Um, when Yahoo beat earnings, you guys should have been playing Google. It was the next big internet to come out with earnings. So Yahoo beat earnings and they were doing well. So, it, I mean, the two plus two is four is everybody's going to rush to Google to play. So it's going to push Google up. So you can rush in and, and make a trade there, even without having done any really research on Google. It's just the next one. But it's only going to be true for the first two or three or four. And then it becomes a, a very much diminishing returns. And now it's a 50 50 iffy thing because. Other sectors, quality companies in other sectors are now going to be reporting earnings. And so people are going to be gravitating to the best ones in those sectors as opposed to paying the minimum players in the previous sector.
but that, that's one way to, to right. kind of jump, jump from one thing to another. Yeah. Is it stocks and options that we do in splits and earnings? Yes. Both. Yes, both. Thank you. Both, no question. Question number 35, going through earnings splits with widows and orphans. Generally speaking, we're not supposed to hold the position through earnings or a stock. Split. No, that isn't generally speaking. Always. That's always. <laughs> always, we're not supposed to. Does that hold true? Can we not do a widows and orphans play on a stock that's going to split or go through earnings as well? Um, it's a great question. The the answer is yes, you can do that. Okay, but you can't go through that unless you have sold the calls previous, or you've bought insurance previous. You can't go through naked. I mean, you can't, I mean, not naked trading, but you can't so go. If we have sold the calls, we can go through that. Event. If you've sold deep in the money calls, you can go through. You can't have sold out of the money calls because it, it, it could just as likely go down as up. So if, if you have, if you've got a profit in that stock, and you've sold the deep in the money calls, you can go through the stock split, you can go through earnings, because if it, if, it, if it does well, you're going to be called out. If it doesn't do well, it's falling back to you, and now you get the choice to buy that call back, still keeping the stock, and now you can, you can start managing that trade, you can do lots of things with that trade, but you don't go through without having already sold the deep in the money calls, or you have bought insurance. There is never a time. Never a time. Great question. Question number 36. Trading as a married couple. It's very clear that this is a by-yourself thing. Uh, and I just wondered if you know or have heard successful students say, as a married couple, are there things you can do to be more like-minded in your practice, or should you do some of it as separate individuals? Uh, that's a great question too. Um, well, exactly. The, 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 the goal of this is for you to not get divorced. It's really, uh, it's really about you becoming closer together. Um, and, and you have to figure out what works best for each couple. Okay. Um, and there are some, there are some novel things that the couples have done. Okay. Um, I, I have a couple that it is her job to get in the play. It is her only responsibility. Okay? It is his job to get out of the trade. It's his only responsibility. And I've and they and I've got them that are the are the opposite. It is his job to get in, it's her job to get out. And so they're only focused on themselves being right. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, the problem I see with that is tomorrow isn't promised to anybody. And if you're only good at getting in and not get good at getting out, mm -hmm. there's a problem there. Okay. Um, typically, what I have seen is, for the most part, if you will understand that there, and this isn't this isn't sexist at all, that there is the female viewpoint and there's the male viewpoint. Okay. If both of you agree on this trade. Almost all of those work, okay? Some of the trades you see that he doesn't see are going to work. Some of the trades that he sees that you don't see are going to work, okay? But those trades that you both agree on will almost always work, 
Okay, so you have to figure out what works for you. I have students that, uh, as married couples, have, have found themselves closer together than they've ever been before. Um, they, they consider themselves stock market people now. I mean, they, 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 they used to talk about movies and television shows. Now they talk about the stock market. And they're, they're, they're researching their trades. And just, just, they, they just talk about stock market all the time. Okay? I've got other couples that all they were doing was getting closer to divorce. So they have their own separate cue charts. They have their own separate accounts. And they trade completely separate of each other. Okay? And they talk about generalities of the stock market. They don't talk about specifics of what each other's doing. I have students that he does the trading leg, she does the widow's and leg, and they do the vault. You know, you got to figure out what best suits you as a couple. Because as a couple, I mean, the way I see it, when you said I do, that was forever. There isn't, there isn't an option there. So you're together. You're together. Yeah, that, that option expired, just so you understand. Okay? But the point there is that you're going to be together forever. You've got to figure out a way to do this together. But you want to be, I think, you want to figure out a way to do this inclusive because tomorrow isn't promised to either one of you. And, and you want to make sure that, that both of you can do it and are doing it enough that, you know, should one of you not be there, the other one continues. Um, and it's, imp it's important um, to uh, everybody be involved. Um, I, I've had a few students that, um, you know, he was doing the trading and she was supportive, but not, not, involved at all you know and um he passed away yeah. and there's a life insurance policy and there's a brokerage account that she has this money and and uh has no idea what to do with you know and you know because i can't tell her what to do with money i don't have a license to, to trade her money i don't have a license to give her advice you know and now think about it she is a good two years away from doing it herself right because she hadn't been doing it she's been supportive you know, I appreciate what you're doing for our family. You know, you know, I mean, you can go to class, you can read the books, you can spend up the late nights on the computer, all that. I, I, I'm all supportive of that. He's not there. She has the life insurance policy and the money, and, and she is, she is in, in worse condition because he was doing well. So basically yeah. do it as if. Your spouse is not going to be there. Well, you got to you got to be involved. You got to be involved in it, you know. And, and you got I think you should do it together. It, it, the by yourself thing is that you and them aren't going to have a conversation about how to do this. Right. The two of you should have lots of conversations about doing this. Okay, because you are not two individuals. Right. You are a couple. There's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. Okay. Great question. Question number 37, closing prices of the indices. I'll ask a general question, something that's <laughs> been on my mind here. <clears throat> when I keep hearing people talk about the market closed at 10,000 or mm -hmm. 9,250, whatever the number is, what does that number represent? Um, Where are they coming up? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great question, too. Um, when, like, if you're talking about the Dow, okay? The Dow is a weighted um, number, meaning that um, depending on market capitalization, the amount of movement for the individual stock, we'll say IBM, 
okay? Uh, and, I, and I don't know the weightings, but we'll say IBM's movement is figured times seven because of their, their market capitalization. So there's 30 stocks in the Dow. And so there is a value of the weighting. Total number is 10,000, okay? Well, today, the movements of all these stocks with seven times what the, what the, the IBM did and five times what Merck did and, and, and you know, six times what Walmart did came out to be up 49 points on the total from what it was yesterday, okay? All it is is what the average price, the, 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 the total price is, and then how much was different from yesterday to today. Um, it, it, it isn't, it really isn't significant, the numbers at all. You know, um, it becomes significant because TV talks about it, you know, and um, century marks or um, millennium marks, you know, 10,000 was a big deal when it did it the first time, okay? When it did it the second time, it, it didn't matter, okay? When it fell below it, you know, after it went above, oh my gosh, the world's coming to end because it went below this magic mark, yeah, okay? That's what I've always It's all the psychology of the people behind it is, is these century marks. Now, just a little tidbit for all of you, you brought that up. Um, that this isn't necessarily something that you're going to be able to um, profit from as far as trading goes, but it, it certainly is uh, at times something that you can profit from, and it's something that you can always um, impress your friends about. Um, if, if you are um, somewhere and you see that the market has been going up this morning and you're coming to lunch and the market has just hit 90 on the Dow, up 90, you can just tell to your friends, just keep watching that because in a few minutes, it's going to be up 100. And you can go on and eat your dinner or whatever you're going to be doing. And, and in a few minutes, it's going to hit 100 and they're going to think you're a genius. Because when the Dow goes up 90, the Dow's going to go up 100. Okay. Maybe I can make some money that way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> betting them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but it's, it's going to do that. And um, when the stock goes to 190, it's going to... 200. Now, it may not sustain that, but it will hit that. And we're talking the vast, vast majority of the time, probably as much as 99% of the time, that's the case. Now, on an individual stock, that's true too, but it takes longer. Some people have made some really crappy trades because of that statement. When I said, when a stock hits 90, it's going to hit 100, I didn't say when. You know, it might be months from now, but it's going to hit 100. Okay, and I've had some students try to trade it like it was going to happen tomorrow. It's just not moving. It's not going to move 10% tomorrow, you know. But when a stock hits 90, having not been there for a while or before, it's going to hit 100. You know, and it's just certain certain psychological marks to the market that, um, like, 11,000 isn't as, isn't a big deal. 12,000 will be a big deal. Okay, um, you know, um, yeah, then then you'll you'll hear you know thirteen thousand will, will will be a big deal. Fourteen probably won't. Fifteen will be a great big deal again. You know, it, it just it just you know be, oh, it just yeah, all it is is a psychological number.
Yeah, it, I just heard people say, "Oh, the market closed at you know nine thousand a day." And it's, well, what does that mean for you? Yeah, do you even know? Yeah, exactly right. Well, and and and, and, and again, it, they're in mutual funds as an example um, trade very very closely to what the Dow does. Okay, so if the if the Dow's up, they're up. If the Dow's down, the Dow they're down. Uh, so you know they know if the if the Dow was up today and they have mutual funds in their you know, 401k or what, you know, then oh that's probably a good thing for my for my money today. The Dow's now all oh, the world's coming to an end. If they most people don't even realize that Dow's only 30 stocks, they don't even have a clue of that. Yeah, there's only 30 stocks. And I've had so many students, no. No. We learned that recently. Yeah. yeah, but it's just, you know, it, it's it's just 30 stocks. And as far as a representation of the actual quality of a move of the market, the um, S&P 500 or Russell 2000 is going to give you a much better view of the quality of the market simply because there's more stocks involved. Okay, but the psychology based behind the whole thing is the Dow. So you might as well be focused on the Dow anyway, because the panic or, or elation <laughs> comes out of what the Dow is doing. But the the, the true quality of a move is, is seen in, in what the the S and P five hundred rather than the Dow, just because there's more stocks involved. Question number thirty eight: Why do students make up their own rules? We've got this manual right here. Hmm? We've had your classes. We've got the CDs. Good. We hear many times. You've learned everything by Gary being stupid. We've got our rules. What is it about the human element that still makes people want to rewrite the rules? Have you I figured that out over seven no, years I, or I, just? Yeah, you know, most people seem to, um, again, they've heard it. Most of you have heard it all your life. Um, you know, you, you want to um, be the captain of your own rowboat, you know, kind of deal. You know, and the the reality is if you realized and if you talk to most super successful people there was some type of path that they followed okay and it's easier to succeed following that path than it is to go cut the path through the jungle yourself you know and most people want to be you know, again, the guy or the girl, the the uh, you know what I accomplished, okay? And you know, let's see, okay, you keep running into that wall. You can run through the wall eventually. You're going to be a bloody mess getting through there, but you're going to get through there. But you know, I cut that door over there. If you just open up the door and walk through, you'll be on the other side of the room anyway, okay? One, you get there, you know, uh, a lot less uh, uh, beat up, you know, a lot healthier there, okay? Uh, and it, one gets you there a lot faster. The other you can accomplish, but it takes a long time, and it takes a lot out of you to accomplish that. You know, uh, but most people think that they have to do it themselves, and they want to be the leader rather than the follower. And the follower, um, you, you can you can you can do this all yourself. I, we had we had somebody call up and go. Um, why can't I just read stock market books and uh, do what you've done? You can. I'll, I'll send you a list of all 2,000 of them. <laughs> yeah. But what parts were good? I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. What parts are meaningless? I'm not going to tell you. But I will tell you. It's going to cost you a lot of money to find out. 
it's going to cost you $900 for me to tell you, or it's going to cost you a lot more than that for you to find out. It don't make any difference to me. You know, you can do it our way, you can do it the easy way. Okay, both have the same result. We have a student here locally, took the class, is, was, is doing relatively well. Um, hasn't reached retirement choice, but it's working toward that. And they have a brother-in-law that refuses to spend $900. But so far that I know of, he's lost $120,000 of his own money and $80,000 of his in-laws' money learning. <coughs> now, let's see. <laughs> I know my calculators just show E, but there's something wrong with that math, I, and I don't know. I, I wish I did. I, I really wish I did, just so I could eliminate, you know, those students. You know, not everybody, but those students, because it's such, and it's it's a hard thing for the successful. Just as hard, it's 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 just as hard for the successful to see the unsuccessful as it is for the unsuccessful to see the successful because they heard the same information. You know, students come up all the time and tell me, you know, uh, I'm so appreciative of what you've done for us. I didn't do anything for you differently than I did for anybody else. I just provide the education. You have to go do the work. You have to do the work long enough to get good at it. You know, and some are going to and some are not. And I don't get to choose who they are. Uh, part of the fun for me is seeing those of you that are going to choose and those of you that are not. I mean, really, it comes down to that. But it is, it is difficult for those that approach it the way they're supposed to as they succeed to see those that didn't approach it the same way, that are still struggling to get this, but they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and when you go and you go talk to people, and, and there's lots of folks that have failed at doing this, okay? But when you can't find any that followed the rules, not any that followed the rules. That's the sad thing. You know, they had the book, they had the CDs, they had everything they needed to do, but they didn't follow the rules. And when, whenever I've found somebody, you know, I did your stuff, it didn't work. You know, I sent an email out, it's been a year or so ago, so most of you guys didn't get that, but um, of a guy who had lost three quarters of his life savings because of taking my class. And um, though one quarter was enough for him to live on the rest of his life, he felt that he was buying a sailboat, he was going to sail around the world, and, and, uh, but he was done with this. And so I said, you know, I, I appreciate your email, um, but I have a question. Just a couple of things I'd like to know. What stock were you using Widows and Orphans with? Okay. Did you do a journal for a year? Did you do 40 practice plays a week for a year? Did you start your trading leg with $2,500? The answer was no to all of the questions and didn't do any Widows and Orphans trading. Now, did he do anything I taught? No. So, my way didn't lose him three quarters of his life savings. His way did. It kind of comes down to that. Comes down to that. You, you either choose to lead, you know, which you can go off on your own and lead, figure out the whole thing by yourself, or you can just choose to follow. And the path is a whole lot easier if you just follow. You know, um, 
I'm, I'm the guy that already cut down the tree, you know, and, and some of it I cut down with a hammer. <laughs> you think about it. You can get the tree down with a hammer, but it sucks. <laughs> you got to beat it to death. Question number 39. Good printing press stocks and earnings. I have a question relating to a specific technique. The technique is the printing press. In the manual, you say that you can print money out of a particular stock indefinitely. Two parts to the question. One is, what is, some, what is the criteria of an ideal stock for the printing press technique? And number two, as far as the stock, do you hold that particular stock even through earnings going through? Okay. Um, there is no particular criteria beyond what? All of you know. Stocks, Stocks that move. Okay. Bottom line, it's got to move. It's got to move. And for it to be a particularly good printing press, it has to have um, usable movement consistently. Okay, if you think about it, a stock that moves really well from October to January but doesn't move the rest of the time, you know, it isn't going to be very productive, you know, for two thirds of the year. Okay, um, you you got to have some consistency in movement to be useful with the printing press technique. Okay, uh, you you obviously have to expect the movement is going to be different in the summertime than it's going to be in the fall, but it's got to be usable movement even in the summertime. Okay then, yes, you're going to hold it entirely all the time, even through earnings. It's about keeping the inventory. It's about focused on the inventory. And you can always buy insurance before the earnings comes out, even on the printing press stock. Okay, But you never sell the calls before the earnings comes out with a printing press stock. Because understand, after earnings, you could have anything. It could be up. It could be down. You're, it's a crapshoot after earnings. So you can buy insurance in case it goes down. But you can't sell the calls because if it has great news and takes off, you'd have to be buying those calls back at a much higher price because the purpose of printing press is to keep the inventory. Okay? So movement, consistently usable throughout the year. And you, you buy insurance to go through earnings, um, or you don't do anything going through earnings. Question number 40, art versus chart. I've heard you say before in class, it's not a chart thing, it's an art thing. Mm -hmm. What percentage is an art thing, and what percentage is a chart thing? Is it like 90%, 10%, or 50%? Um, no, it's... There is um, always, in all trades, a charting component, okay? But there's also uh, a, a point when your research is so overwhelming that the charts, by all indications, the trade was still going, let's say the trade was going down, the charts were going down, but the market calendar hit, that said that market was ready to go up. The futures were kind of indicating that 
maybe the market was going to go up, but the charts were still going down, the trend was down, the decision was down, the action was still down. And the history on this stock said the stock usually goes up at this time of the year. There's got to be a point in time where you go, I'm buying the stock or I'm buying the calls. When everything said not to do that on the chart, that's an art thing. You know, there isn't. A, I can't give you a percentage of when that is. You know, um, the 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 um, the way that I the the best way I've described to folks the art thing. Um, did you go upstairs and see the mural upstairs on the wall? No, I didn't see. Okay, uh, if you see the mural on the wall upstairs, uh, the students from um, Virginia Beach, they the, the, the work for br the company is Brush Strokes. And they came here and, and, and did the mural on my daughter's wall. And they called us up. They, they started on a Sunday night. They finished on Thursday. I think it's Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. And they said, okay, it's done. It's still wet. And we can change it. We can add to it, take away from it. But now's the time to tell us. I said, uh, everything's fine. I just have a question for you. How do you know it's done? That's what you mean. I said, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a Carolina scene. So uh, I said, how, how, how come you didn't put another stroke of Carolina blue right there? It, well, it doesn't need that. I said, why not? They said, because it's done. I said, well, how come it wasn't done before you put the last stroke there? Because I can't be able to tell the difference. You know, because it wasn't done. I said, but how do you know? Because it's just done. I said, when you trade that way, you'll be just fine. When it's a trade. Because it's a trade. You know, it's not a chart thing. You can't necessarily put your finger on it. You know, it's not necessarily just a reacher thing. You can't put your finger on it. It's not a market kind of thing. You just can't put your finger on it. It's just a trade. Okay? It's, it's all of that and it's none of that at the same time. It's just done. One more piece of information won't help you any. One less piece, you couldn't have done the trade. You know, that's an art thing. Where is that spot at? You know, and it's an art thing. It's all of this, and sometimes it's going to be without, any, without one part of it. The next time, it's got to be required to do the trade. Another time, you don't need the history, but you need the news to do the trade. You know, it's about knowing this is a trade when all the same pieces aren't there. See, if it was a chart thing, then you require all of the same pieces all the time to make this a trade. Mm -hmm. um, I, I pick on engineers, and I'm not, I've got lots of engineers that are re re retired folks now. You know? But you know, engineering, you, know, you do this, 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 you do this. This is a trade. Well, that's great, except next time we're not using that piece. Uh, no, you can't do that because it, this is engineering. No, it's not engineering. This is trading. We, we, we took that piece out. It, it isn't relevant this time. Well, it has to be relevant this time because it was relevant last time. No, this is an art thing, not a chart thing. It's not relevant this time. And when I say art thing, not a chart thing, you know, it isn't, it isn't specifically talking about just charts. It's about understanding there's a chart component, there's a research component, there's a history, there's a news, you know, there's a market calendar, there's a, all of these pieces. Sometimes they're all required. Sometimes different pieces of them won't be required at all, and it'll still be a trade.
And that makes it an art thing, not a chart thing. Okay? Okay. All right, great. Thank you. Guys, it's been a pleasure, but we're supposed to be eating right now. So they're, they're freaking out looking for us.